zuck that. I ain't got what I want to get and I'm not there. I got to be absorbed in whatever every single day. Every single zucking day. Here I am with my chef hat. And even when I get in the shower, the chef hat is because I want to growing a whole lot of hair. It keeps my hair from getting to the weather until I want to wash it. You know, wash it. But other than that, I got a chef hat on even in the zucking shower. Oh my God. But everywhere, man. I went to funerals, business meetings. <laughs> I love your energy. You encouraging me today. I'm going to go hard to this intro, yeah. okay? All right. Welcome to the Not A Genius Podcast. What's up, guys? My name is Jesse. I'm your host. My name is Josh. And today we got Ezel Barnes. We got Chef Zogi in the house. What's up, bro? Chef Zogi is in the Zildin, baby. Dude, bro, I'm so excited to have you because, you know, we both from South Jersey, you know, grew up outside of the projects, not really in the project. I don't know about you, but- I was in the Zryjex, brother, in the Zryjex. South Jersey, where they're worthy. Well, I was born in Camden. I was born in the Cooper River Hospital. Oh, the Cooper Hospital. Yeah. Were you born in Jersey? I was born in Salem Hospital. Oh, not too far. Salem, where they nail Oh, dude, you ever heard of like the Salem Winch Hunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's like, that's not too, that's nothing to do. Two blocks up for me, we, we, in our imagination, that was the witches' homes right there. But, uh, you know, so we ran real fast when we, we came past this <laughs> growing up. Dude, dude. I don't know how we came across getting you on the pod, but I'm just excited. Bro, that I, we got, I, you just like cold DM you. Cold DM. Yeah. I said, who? Dude, what? I said, you know what? I'm getting ready to go on a tour. Zuck it. Let's do it. Let's make it zapping. He did the same thing to me and look at him. Now he's my, my, my co-host, bro. My co-podcast host. It's like... You Dude, know, I'm pe- so hyped you're here. Like, literally, <laughs> people of, just taking action. It was crazy because like the way I found Zogies, like I really like food trucks. And one day I was just driving on... Uh, was that? North DuPont Highway 141. Yeah. And I just see this food truck. Like, I'm I'm so hungry. I just got out of a settlement. I see this food truck, and there's just so many people out there. And I'm like, bro, it's got to be good. So I go there, and I lo- I'm, like, looking at the truck, and there's all these, like, Fox 5, Fox, like, all the decals of everything you've been on. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. So I got the sandwich. Mad good. And then I'm like, I just, like, look you up on Instagram, and I'm like, bro, this guy's dope. And then, like, Thank you. And then fast forward, that was probably in, like, you sent me a, you sent me oh. a picture of that sandwich yeah. and I was like, what intarnation? Was it was a Zachness monster. Yeah, it was a Zachness for, monster. Yeah, something. I forget. But then like we started doing this podcast and um Jesse was like, We could get like high level people on, but like it's better to have like people that are really entertaining. And so I was just like, Who's entertaining? And then I, I clicked on your story. I'm like, oh, bro, I got the guy. Dude, it's like <laughs> it's, got- it's like getting like a black DJ Khaled. <laughs> I was sitting like, entertaining. No, I'm not. <laughs> now I'm Zephly different. Zephly Zunique. Yeah, and now you're on here. Yeah, whenever I come to one place, you're going to want me to repeat. Serious. From them Salem streets. Gangster, not really. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, you ever been like a stand-up comedian? Man, they're telling me to be as a media right now. I was just at a, a, a comedic show in Zinsgrove, New Jersey, and, and the headliner is telling me, bro, I need you on stage. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he just talking about, the, just speak Zinglish. That's disgusting. Man, that's not a, a set. But for some reason, people be laughing. I'm like, I ain't funny. Not funny at all, but... They laugh. I don't, know. I don't know if you you ever watch Cartoon Network growing up or no. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Chowder? No. You never watched Chowder? Chowder? Like the the he was like a chef's apprentice, like a purple kid. 
you know, purple guy. He wore a hat just like this. He had a chef hat on. It's just like he was blowing up everything in that kitchen, dude. His 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 boss was just like chowder all the time. Yeah, I was like, true. he yeah. had like a personality. I wouldn't I wouldn't say as good as yours, but he he was funny. He he was like so oblivious oh, to what he was doing. Maybe you compare it to a cartoon character. Nah, they based it off of you. They based it off of you. Yeah. So yeah. for the people that don't know, what what do you do exactly? Well, I'm Chef Zogi, the creator, innovator of the deep fried hoagie. That's pretty much what put me on the mat where I took a zuck and roll and dropped it in the grease. And oh my God, everything around me increased after that. And he said, do you, the name of it was Zogi's Unbelievable Fried Hoogs. And all for my first year and a half, two years in business, people would say, do you fry the whole thing? And I would say, no, just fried foods and a nice fresh grinder roll. And they'd be like, ah. And one thing I learned early in sales, in my sales career, you got to have a wow factor. What is the purple cow? And I said, oh, my zuck and zosh. It seems like if I fry it, that's the wild feather. Because every time I tell them no, it'd be like, so you know what? Things were slow. (laughs) Wasn't nothing on go. So I changed my chef hat to a scientist, yo. I dropped that shit in the grease and poured it out. It was greasy as hell. Dropped it again. It was greasy as hell, as it should be. Then I said, let me change the temperature. Let me raise this up, put it this amount of time. And then, oh, my zuck and zosh. I poured it out in the shine. <laughs> no grease. I said, this roll is going to become <laughs> zucking gold. And I opened it up. It said, ah. <laughs> the steam came out. was no grease inside. I said, oh, my zuck and zosh. The people is going to take this ride. It was real deal. And that was back in Violin, New Jersey, back in like 2014. And uh, you remember that you remember that day? I remember it as if your like firstborn was just just came out. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is your baby, my baby. This is about to change the game." We was already, you know, known just for the taste of the food, but to fry the roll. And I searched everywhere on the gram, on the internets, and everything. I don't see nothing. I am the creator. This came <laughs> from go. my mind. Oh my zuck and zosh, this is going to be as amazing. And as people, you know, found out about the things, it, it was crazy, man. But this all started in the backyard with it. Walmart fryer, no money, no credit with it. Riding on my bike with it throughout the hood every night with it to 5 a.m. with it. They said, boy, you really going to get it. I said, one day going to be a million dollars with it. Oh they kind of laughed at me when I said that with it. But guess what? We stuck at it, kept getting it. Ten years later, oh my zuck and zosh, you're looking at a multi-million dollar business with it. So, so you're talking to me like you had a sandwich business before, but then all of a sudden you needed to create a new product to innovate? Is that what happened, or did you not have a sandwich business at all? No, I had no knowledge of the food business, this, that, and the other. All I knew is that my wife cooked some fish one night and told me, put your own sandwich together and I did it and I cut some little ass tomatoes up and, and I made it different and I bit it. I said, this shit will sell. I said, this shit will sell. Then I got a sister of mine. She's crazy with it. Her name's Dorotha. Dorotha. How, how do you smell that? How do you spell that? Dorotha. D-E-R-O-T-H-A. She's like the, a female bully. My sister's crazy <laughs> with it and she's a hater. Oh my gosh, she's, she's always, a hater. She's always ripping on your sandwich Rip to this day. anything. No, no, not today. Not so today. Basically, oh. when I gave her, I called her over. Because I said, if she eats this damn Zogi and she likes it, it's a wrap. Gave it to her. She said, 
you Zoki Zoki is my nickname. Zoki, you made this? I said, you know, I put it together. Tia made the fish. Uh, you, I said, you ain't. <laughs> this is going to be the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even the fried roll or nothing. You know what I mean? That was just the food put together itself. And man, the next weekend, I said, we in business. They said, what? I said, yeah, this is going to be. And next week, I was in the backyard with it, man. And uh, ever since then, every damn weekend, it did it turn to every Zam day. Because we was going to make it happen. And it took, oh, my God. Like having a baby. I was like in labor for all these fucking years. <laughs> Dude, that's so freaking sick. Can you like pull it back and give us a little bit of your origin story? Kind of like how did you grow up? What were you doing before these sandwiches? And then what were you doing literally the week before the invention of your baby? The week before I created the Zogi. I was knocking on doors selling vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaners. Yes. I would never say that then because I would have said I was selling certified air treatment home cleaning systems. (laughs) I mean, that utilizes water to clean the air and surfaces, (laughs) but don't get anything wet. It was an amazing product that I did, and I was with that for 14 years. Wow. 14 years I had in before I walked away from that. And to bet you know what I walked away from, I was the number one salesman in the world doing that. Selling vacuum cleaners. Certified right. air treatment home cleaner system. I'm going to call it a vacuum. Dude, I can <laughs> see the sales in your eyes. Yeah. Dude, you're, you're, a sh- you're a shark, bro. <laughs> every, every single day? Every single day. I was either selling a rainbow or playing basketball. It was, it was either way. I could, you know, as an entrepreneur, I could create my own schedule. And I, I love freedom. I love to travel, do little things. But uh, yeah, we went and met new people, built relationships all over the East Coast, and basically showing them something that cost, at the time when I started, it was like $17.89. If you do it a day, you can get it for $15.89. To when I left, I was selling units for up to close to $4,000, $3,800. It oh actually was the highest paid. Uh, individual ever in the history of the uh, the corporation, which was around since 1936. But it was wow. amazing that I created some things within the organization, but it's not my organization. Yeah. And of course, later on, they found how profitable I was. And you're not going to let him be more profitable than me. This is not even his. So things happened. And uh, it's kind of helped encourage me to say, get your own completely. I know you're an independent contractor. You're like a distributor for them, but go get your own completely. And that's what really sparked my brain to make it happen because things didn't work out as well as they should have been at the time and the sweat equity I put in and building that that career over 14 years. It just should not happen. But they, uh, yeah, they, they rolled the dice and they lost big time. Wow. Yeah, that's big great. time. But before, you know, before uh, getting into to that, you know, I was the young lad, athlete. You know, trying to be the best basketball player, football player, wrestler around coming from my, my town. That was all about uh, it was all about sports. If you want to respect, you, you you play football. You know what I mean? You want to be good at that. And uh, where I come from, Salem, New Jersey, yeah, it's pretty rough. And most people around there uh, are fatherless. You know, a lot of single parents. And I had, my, I did fortunately have my father and mother. And so now I'm almost have a bullseye on my back because ah, uh, he has the rich family. Da-da-da-da. So you got to go through all the extra ish and everything. But over time, I learned early on how to build relationships, how to connect with people, and you know, from all walks of life as a kid. And it's pretty much has helped me as I you know, grown into this old ass man with a gray beard. But uh <laughs> but we we are here, man. But before, yeah, before Zogies, it was Rainbow. That was the name of the uh product anyway. It was Rexair Incorporated was the corporation. And uh 
before that, you know, I was a, a student at Cheney University, you know, build, building organizations there. So you came out of school directly into sales? Directly that- into sales. I actually uh, was, I was playing basketball, actually. So in between my hoop dreams, I, Derotha, it's crazy. Every pivotal moment in my life, Derotha has something to do with it. She reminds me of that shit all the time. You wouldn't be that if I didn't tell you. Zoki, there's somebody that got some business up here. They're selling selling products, and you can do it whenever you want. You'd probably be cool at that. And they make a lot of money. Go, You should go check that out. And I was working part-time up in Philadelphia, but I was in a lot of basketball camps you know, in yeah. between. But you know, you got to make money to survive. And that's how I did it. I went to an interview and the guy was like, you know, it does I do not gonna let anyone tell me when I can go to my daughter's basketball game and tell me when I can do this or do that and that. And I was just listening to the guy. And he was talking about how he was a millionaire and he was talking about how he was able to call his own shots and just that. And I was like, Yeah. And you can don't you think if you work this hard, you ought to be able to earn more? So if you're somebody that's willing to grind it out, you can earn that much more. So it's on you. And I was like, yeah, I ain't scared of hard work. Yeah. And by the time he was done, I was like, shit, I'm going to do this. And I yeah, jumped in, man, and, and uh, started making that thing happen from the bottom, not knowing nothing. And in three months, I mean. So you know, how much money could you make selling vacuum cleaners? Selling vacuums. How, mu- how much money could somebody make? Like starting off and then like how much did you make being like a top performer? Because you were like number one in the world, so you say, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the average person making compared to like what you were making towards the end of that career? The average person in Rainbow, I would say their career lasts, on average, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So I would say on average, they make about $500 in their career. Okay. They sold to their mother, their cousin, and you know they gave them charity sales. And after that, they didn't have the wherewithal or the confidence to go out and build relationships and move a product with with confidence because it ain't happening without the confidence nope. what have you so yeah that was five hundred dollars my first ever paycheck in rainbow was thirteen hundred and twenty five dollars now coming from where i come from that was crazy money. i know in, in one week and i did four presentations so that's eight hours you know you just say eight hours of work i made thirteen hundred twenty five dollars and a great moment in my life was when i came home and they would give you if your check was over a thousand dollars they put on a plaque it's like oh, a plaque. You can get regular gold, platinum. Like if you get the over twenty five hundred, was like platinum. Gold uh, was over fifteen or two thousand or something like that. So I bought that check home and showed my father. My dad was an entrepreneur and uh, worked in a factory for all his life, but he always had his own business. Also, it made me cut grass in that hot ass sun every damn day. I was mad, crying, but. But I showed him that check, and, he, and at the end of his life, he had cancer to Larnix. And he said, damn, you made that in one week? <laughs> Shit, boy, I take me, well, I make, make that type of money right there, and you know what I mean? And I said, what? Yeah, I mean, I got to do all my other hustles. I make it, but I, when he said that to me... And he said, well, you better do what you can and stick with them people. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, man, at that moment, it was that was like motivation that I was going to uh, stick with it and, and learn everything that I needed to learn to be able to be the best at it. And within three months of being there, I became the regional sales champion. 
Got mm-hmm. me out of thousands of reps. It was Ease Bars number one. What's the peak income like last year? What were you What were you putting on the board? Yeah, three hundred, like three hundred grand. That's that's kind of nuts. Yeah, and you left. Grand. You left like twenty thirteen. You left twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen or yeah, around that time twenty. Dude, that was like so, slightly so after the bottom of the recession. Yeah, three hundred into just hustling the sandwiches. <laughs> no, no, that was not the sandwiches. That was the vacuum cleaner. No, no, no. I mean, like, like he was selling the vacuums. Yeah. And then, like that was the week before, and then you just quit on the spot once you. Well, that once your sister <laughs> tried the sandwich. It was a wrap, but it was things that went. I was explaining where as I created some things that made me the highest. I called it the package program, and it, things happened where I felt like. I got screwed out of a deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I should be making residual income from what I did mm-hmm. because the other distributors were struggling. And I said, if I can add $500 to your bottom line, would you give me 50? Like a royalty? Yes. Yeah. Only if what I provide you increases 500. If it increases 450, you owe me nothing. 500. Every single person I gave that deal to, they all took it. I have my lawyer write up contract. And then, being that this is an organization, I mean, they came and nixed the deal. You can't have an inside deal within Rex Ayers Corporation, what have you. And pretty much wanted up having my program because it had some false promises that I was going to be like a co-RGD, something big, where yeah. my, my product was cheap as hell, which I started trading it off me. I said, like, you know what? But overall... You know, that do damage psychologically. Like, man, I done found a way to help people make more money and pretty much secure myself for the long haul. If these guys sell two, three hundred machines in a month, imagine if I'm getting fifty dollars off each one. <laughs> and I've done nothing but created something one time. And got you know, got attacked for that. You can't just do something once. You should do it out of now from the kindness mm-hmm. of your heart. Yeah, something. They were trying to lock you down with the golden handcuffs, like, oh, we give you all so much money, but really it's not that great of a deal when you're an entrepreneur mind. Nah, definitely not not a good deal. And the whole time I was in there, I met so many people over time. It was like, bruh, I know you you doing this back with David. I remember it was actually a shout out to the LGBT, but uh, it was a gay community. I wound up selling so many systems throughout throughout uh that community and they always say why are you selling this damn vacuum well you should be selling million dollar houses bro one sale and a hundred thousand dollar you know commission and, and i always kept that in my head i said well i'm gonna sell something high right and then i wind up going from a two three thousand dollar product and selling something for five hours <laughs> i said damn you still not went and start selling the big shit yo you started selling the big shit but i was in a you know not to skip ahead but i was in a franchise meeting yesterday and everything cast pitching me to do, you know, create make Zook as a franchise and and throwing the numbers at me. And I was like, yeah, I need to start selling Zogies. Not a Zogi. I sell Zogi. I sell the opportunity, sell the business. And that's where we're gonna really venture off to and get into that thing. But yeah, it's a whole I got a billion things I've done and got into before I ever became Chef Zogi. <laughs> wow, that's so freaking crazy, man. Where did that nickname come from? Well, I didn't ever claim to be a chef. I wasn't. I didn't know what the zuck I was doing. I, I knew I had some good fish, but then all the people around the hood and everything would tell me, I don't eat fish, so I had to you know, start making chicken. And about a, I'm going to say about a year in or so, I wore regular clothes, this, that, and the other, fitted hat to the back and you know, cooking. And then a brother-in-law bought me a chef. I was at the uh, Port of Wilmington. Everything I get into, I'm so optimistic 
optimistic. I'm like, this is going to be it. I'm going to do a million dollars at the port. Like, there's thousands of trucks every fucking day. How can they not come get this? And them jokers were the hot dogs. <laughs> I was like, damn, I just knew it was going to change my life. But he gave me a chef hat jacket. And then I got a chef hat. And I posted it on Facebook and, and the gram. And it was like, yo, that is you. And that's a chef, Chef Zogi. You built your brand, essentially. And then at that moment, that was probably 2014 or 13, I never took it off. I went and purchased, I got hundreds. Of <laughs> hundreds. Chef, hundreds of chef hats. Yeah. It's like the Mark Zuckerberg, but like, this is your look. This is my look. So basically, if you see me without this on, I'm walking past you. You're not even going to say hello. You're not saying anything. They don't know and who you are. They don't know who the Zuck I am because I got absorbed in what I was doing, man. I put the chef hat on. I went to the gym. I had a chef hat on. Oh, you know I mean, I, I'm in this mug pushing up. Huh, I'm going to bed 350, baby. Ah, with a chef hat on. I mean, this is the recipe for success. And they look at me when I come to the I'm like, yo, like you, you cook? Yeah, I'm, I'm Chef Zogi. I'm with Zogi's. Unbelievable fry. Who you never heard of? We over in Pennsville, and every person would ask me, like, you're a chef, you're a chef. I said, and it was advertising at every moment. Oh They'd be like, when are you? When you are you off? Rest your mind. You're no reset. Zuck that. I ain't got what I want to get, and I'm not there. I gotta be absorbed in with it every single day. Every single zucking day. Here I am with my chef hat. And even when I get in the shower, the chef hat is because I wind up growing a whole lot of hair. It keeps my hair from getting to the weather until I want to wash it. You know, wash it. But other than that, I got a chef hat on even in the zucking shower. Oh, my God. But everywhere, man. I went to funerals, business meetings. <laughs> business meeting. The one funeral I went to was a cousin. They weren't going to let me in. Like, you know, like they think it was disrespectful. No, this is who I am. I'm not taking my hat off. You know what I mean? This, that, and the other. And then they wind up... You, Accept people for who they are, and they let me come in, just that and the other. But I was like, man, I knew this. I could easily just take this off. I really could do it. I'm not. I'm not taking off. Chef Zogi is in the Zuck and Zildin, man. And I kept that hat on. And then one of the greatest moments in my life when it comes to this chef hat thing, no, no, that's one of them. Maybe four or five years ago, four years ago, five years ago, I come to, I had played ball crazy back in 2000, all throughout, you know, throughout the States. I played in a couple of leagues in Wilmington, but I haven't played. I ain't been there in 15 years. Someone saw me said, yo, you still can do, you still hoop like you guys say, yeah, I do a little something. So I came, they picked me on the team. I come to the, to the gym. They're working out. We're warming up before the game. You know what I got on, right? A chef hat, right? So uh, it's to the hood too. So everyone's looking. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who does that do with the damn chef hat? And I already know, Zoke, you're putting a bullet a, a bullseye on yourself. You're causing attention. If you don't go in here and be the chef, cooking it it's going to be bad. You know what I mean? And it's funny as hell, the, the pressure. You know what I mean? But, the, uh, but the, the ability of the mind to lock in when you got to go. My goal was to advertise my business. You got to understand, if you eat Zogies, you could be the man. You know what I mean? You, you can go from shooting 20% to damn near 70, 80% just by eating Zogies. Now, this is a disclaimer. Now, I mean, this one not for everybody. Yeah, but Zogies can change your life, man. So, trust the, the uh, ref says, hey, Get ready to start. You know you got that, that hat on. I said, I'm good if you good. And he said, huh. I said, oh, shit. I'm about to play a regulated game with my hat. And the first play of the game, I'm on the wing. They hit me with that shit, and I let that shit go. Ah. The crowd is watching me. You know, they, 
That shit. Oh, all net. They said, oh, 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 oh. I jog back down on defense. Boom, we out again. Second trip down the court. Hit me again. Dude's thrown up. Ha, jabbing. Hot, let it go. Boom, now the crowd's like, oh, the chef. The chef is cooking. Come back down the court again. One jab. Pop, pop. Let it go. Boom. Three, three in a row. Oh, my sucking job. Come down the court again. Feed me, Zaby. Huh, huh. Step back. Let it go. On that, the damn crowd jumps off the benches like, oh, my God, the fucking chef. The chef's crazy. And I said, yo, I had an opportunity. Your first impression is everything. And you put the pressure on, boy. You walked in there with a chef hat on. And your first four buckets was on that in front of everybody. And from that moment, it was that the people came to see the chef. They came to the gym like, shit, what is he going to do? And what I did was pretty much advertise myself, my business, to everyone through utilizing excellence as far as in my play. Everybody came to Zogies. They told everybody, yo, Zogies <laughs> is over here on 4th Street. Go check dude out. This, that, and the other. Bull, the bull play ball with the chef at it. It's crazy. But always locked in, man, with, 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 the, with the hat, John. So no matter where, no matter what, always had a chef hat on. Never taken it off. Over this past year, I've had taken it off and, <laughs> and have... Yeah, I mean, look, showed off my, I showed off my luscious locks. Look, uh-huh, this is what you gotta do. If you want locks down to your ass, put it in a chef hat. <laughs> and, and and they say it's an ugly stage when they were trying to grow them when they were little first. Uh, you couldn't see my ugly stage because it was in a chef hat. <laughs> so, so that that's your power. The chef hat. You can do anything, baby. Just put the chef hat and whatever you're into, put the zuck that on and you can do shit. Now I mean that's zifferent, zunique, and it's excellence. That shit's crazy. But that's an awesome uh, experience, I want to say, that was associated with that chef. I got excited because god damn, that was crazy. But the crowd, what? Man, you, your first time and you took that that risk in front of all them people and you showed out. Oh yeah, baby. That, I'm getting excited, right? I'm still You're getting me I feel like I'm in the crowd right now. Yo. Like everybody's wearing a chef hat the next yo, game. Yo, chef hat. Oh, you my, should my, you ever sold it kid. as merch or no? Yeah, yes. You, you sell it. I haven't sold the chef hat. So I have hats with Z's and a whole number. but uh some kid, kids, that was crazy. Coming to Zogies. They bring their kids and they got chef hats. And they're wearing them. Everyone's wearing, wearing chef wearing hats. A chef hat, bro. And I was like, look at this shit. You got like a. Actually, you got like a Zolt or something like that. <laughs> Yo, yeah, a Zolt. A whole Zolt. Zolt. And, Zolt I said, and, and and you know, once we focus on that, we're gonna make that crazy too. Like when we focus on merch and focus yeah. on moving that, it's gonna be crazy also because that story goes hand in hand. I actually uh, posted that story. Uh, maybe two years ago, and I put, I think I put it out in all over the uh, the country. I had me with my hair pulled back. I didn't have a hat on, so it took everybody's attention from it. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then, then I told the story about you know being absorbed and wearing a chef hat. And I said, damn, I got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views. I actually need to probably bring that back and reboost, reboost it, and get it in front of people and everything that will know how important it is and what it takes to you know separate yourself. From that, because everything in this life is competitive. It's competition, whether you want to think it is or not. No matter what you're trying to do, and you need to be different. And one of the most important things in being different is being you. Who are you? I mean, and when you find out who you are, all of us have that excellence. All of us have that gift and everything. But a lot of us push ours to the side and try to mimic someone else. And some can do mimicking very well. 
but it still never go to the level that it can be because you're not being the unique unique me. I said me, but you know I was here you, but because of me rhyme, so I just said it that way. But <laughs> but but nah, it's very very important, man, and doing that, and that's how why I, I wind up coming up with uh, Easy Excellence. You know, what I mean, a book that details what what's necessary, what it takes to go from poop juice, which is my lingo I use with when I came up in sales. I used to read all the books, and one of the books they were always talk about stinking thinking. So an individual that have the thought of, I can't, that's, that's, a, that's a stinking thought. You know what I mean? Uh, it's too big, too much. It's, it's too challenging, all these stinking mm. thoughts. You know what I mean? So, you know, coming into becoming a writer, an author, I said, well, there's nothing new under the sun except to them who hear it. It's their first time hearing it. But it's, it's not really not new. These vibrations are there. These principles have been here since the foundation of the world. And anybody that utilizes them, they're going to win. And so I changed thinking, thinking to poop juice, dumpster juice beliefs. And I mean, dumpster juice beliefs. And if you have dumpster juice beliefs, which stank, they're funky, you're going to wind up having poop juice performance, which also stank. So you don't want to be a poop juice performer. You want to be excellent. So how the hell do you go from poop juice to excellence? And I actually detail and show individuals how you can go from poop juice to excellence, sometimes in a decision, a moment but definitely within 90 days of utilizing the right actions. You know what I mean? And doing mindfulness and being mindful of all the actions so that you can repeat it. Some individuals don't even realize success. You know what I mean? It's not as hard as you think it is. You don't have to be a what? A genius. You don't have to be a genius. You don't got to be a genius. don't have to be a genius. All you got to do is have a great zucking memory. Remember the rightful acts. Success leaves clues. When I made a hundred baskets in a row, I only made one. I have supreme confidence I can make a basket. And for me to make the second basket, I got to make one. You can't tell me I can't make a basket. And most people on this planet, you can't tell them that they can't make a basket. But what the problem is, after they make the basket, their mind is everywhere. And they don't remember the exact process they did to make mm-hmm. the basket. But if you have a great memory, you can make basket after basket after bat. Nothing will stop you. Nothing will make you miss. Only you. Only your mindset. And that's why and I've scored 65, 68 in games. You know what I mean? <laughs> On double team, triple team. I've scored, you know what I mean, 40, 50. I've averaged 44 points a game in the league before. All these things because... There's nothing you can do to stop me from putting the ball in a hole unless you block the shot, unless you steal it. Other than that, if I let it, if it go, it ought to go in unless I'm on some poop juice shit, unless I'm not being mindful of what I already know how to do. So we make things more difficult than they need to be. And I've been with kids and and just in a small amount of time, these children was able, who grasped it, go from when they, they used to get happy, if they made two in a row, ah! And I said, that's a, a worldwide type thing. Like everyone thinks and uh, on a basketball court, if you make three in a row, he's on fire. And a lot of times he misses the fourth one. He misses it all the time because he's he feels that's the pinnacle. It's acceptable now to miss. Why not go 10? Why not hit 16 straight? Why not go 20 for 20? I've done that. And my daughter tells me, Dad, no one's perfect. I said, well, I played somebody, and I went 16 for 16. They never touched the ball. Uh, That was perfect, right? (laughs) She's like, no, you can't be perfect. I said, 
60 for 60, or let's go 10 for 10. If I don't miss, is that yet perfect? Or is it not? So you're still going to talk around the point. Answer the Zuckin question. Did I perform perfect? Maybe that'll help you out. Can a human perform perfect? Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Yes. The answer is yes. And I got to get as many as people as possible to believe, yes, I can perform perfect. If I want to be uh, accepted in the community, I can't say I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Because there's fallibility. There's sections on me that I'm way sucked up in. But I can be perfect. I can perform perfect in that which is concerns me, that which you're absorbed in, that which you desire. The individuals we see in the world that we admire, they perform excellent in a perfect uh, realm. And that's why we know them. That's why they are the best. That's why they are the greats. That's why they are the celebrities. Because they realize they can be perfect. In some individual ancient scriptures, they used to talk about this. Ain't no one's perfect. I never read that. Uh, I read the whole thing. And it says, be perfect for your father in heaven is perfect. And they can say the creator in heaven is perfect or nature is perfect. So be perfect. That's the only thing I saw. Where, where are y'all getting this other stuff from? Oh, yeah, because it's pressure. Excellence is pressure. Perfect's pressure. Not perfect. When it gets tough, I'm not perfect. So you let it happen. You're tempted to do something when you're not perfect. Ah, I'm just human. Oh, I, I hate that comment. I don't know if you ever heard that. I'm just human. I'm human. When they zuck up. That's an excuse. Such an excuse. You're a human. Do you know what the zuck a human is capable of? I'm speaking on a microphone, metaphor, whatever, with it dissolved into a damn computer. Let's put a human did this shit that we are experiencing right now. So don't tell me I'm only human. God damn, look at the lights. A human. After like 20,000 fails. We got lights everywhere. I'm not perfect. I'm only human. That's dumpster juice. That's a dumpster juice belief. You're a human. You're excellent. You're amazing. And you have abilities like no other that ever walked the planet. And once you realize that, you can sit Joe's ass down in a corner by your zucking self and ask, who am I? The download that my mama gave me. The download that my daddy gave me. The download that my teachers gave me. That's all their downloads. The download that the, the society gave me, the download that the government gives me, that's their shit. And I can go with the power of conformity. Mm-hmm. I can run with it and be safe and average. And in my book, if you're average, you're poop juice. But you wasn't put on this planet to be average. You was put on this bad planet to be excellent and to be an asset. If you're every like everyone else and you're conformed to everything like everyone else, you are not an asset. You're not bringing anything to the table. You're just going through the motions. Hum, dum, 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 dum. I woke up today, going to work, and I'm going to play. I'll come back home and do my thing. That's average. Everybody can do that. But you wasn't born to do what everybody do. You're supposed to be an individual. But most people are not individuals because I can do certain tests. I can ask certain questions, and I already know what you're going to say. Because you have the same download as everyone else. Your response should be different than his. His response should be different from hers. Her response should be different from his. But if it's the same question, am I under the same download? Some downloads are good for our own protection. Keep us it on. But there will be no greater download than the one you download on yourself. 
the information you seek for yourself, the information that you'll get when you sit by yourself and realize what goes with me. Because when they are conformed, they're not comfortable. They're going through that motion, I think, but it's something in them that still says there can be more. There can be more, this, that, and the other. And that more is where you're excellent at. That more is where you will stand out. That more will where you will be able to be the legend that you was born to be. But only few get to get the legendary status because only few have the faith or the, the courage to go against their fears and be who they are. That's crazy. You got to be, you got to be courageous to be you. I got to be courageous. That should be the easiest thing. Just be yourself. But that's not easy in this society. It's not. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm like hearing all the things that you're sharing with us. And it's amazing. And I'm just wondering, how did you find the courage to jump from, you know, high paying career to the sandwich that you just fried up in your backyard and then taking a gamble on yourself? And, you know, you're talking about a lot of excellence here and sh- all that we see, all that we see on social media is your success. And I'm sure that it has come with a lot of trials, tribulations, obstacles, a lot of no's, a lot of doors slammed in your face. But you didn't care. Can you talk a little bit about your journey and how you develop your mindset over time and how did you get stronger? Talk about the real, the struggle. Because like you said, they see my smile. They see me performing in the excellent manner. But anytime you see excellence, know they have done countless hours of zuck up. They have done countless hours of messing up and, you know, going from, you know, making as much money as I want. You know, I could have made a whole lot more in Rainbow and everything, but Asking myself, I would make enough. I'm good. I ain't even got to go sell nothing for a month. I go play ball. That was my love. I go hoop, you know, travel, talk to people, this, that, and the other. Once the count goes down, uh, uh, go sell some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> even though I should have been like I am now. I don't care how much is there. I'm just going to keep going. You know what I mean? But that was my, but I understand I do have a problem with balance in certain cases. And that's something that we're going to do because we're not going to try you. You understand to try is to fail. You got to do it. Just go do it. You know what I mean? But, but, Everything for everything that I made in, from the yard. We're just gonna talk about uh, just say the Zogi itself. How do you go from you know making a quarter over a quarter million dollars a year to five dollars? Five dollars. I think the first uh, year, I think I made uh, tax. I think it was like eight eighteen thousand eighteen thousand dollars or eight thousand. It was just like eight thousand. I think it was like eight thousand dollars. Wow! Now, mind you, how am I paying bills? How can I pay bills? And I have remodeled my home. I had gutted everything on my rainbow money. Zogi money ain't the same as <laughs> rainbow money. So, how do you the, the psychology involved in when you know that you have responsibilities? You have boom, and then I've, now you choose to have a family. Now I got a child. You know, I'm a wife and. And I'm, I want to be a provider like my daddy. And I'm used to having a lot of money, man. And, and here I am. I can work all day, go out, talk to all the people. And yet, I can't even pay my taxes. I can't pay you know, I mean, on my home. I can't. I can't. Uh, my electric bill is just going up and up and up. I remember it got to like five, six thousand dollars, and like how? So I had to go down there and get on a program. Like, you know, can, can you uh, can you help not cut her shit off? You know what I mean, uh, uh, I got a child, you know, but but, I, but I'm a I will pay it. Just give me a payment plan, and, and you just gotta believe. But the the answer to answer the question, it's crazy struggles. Like for years, like I I used the rainbow. I stopped selling. I swore it off. I'm not even gonna sell it. Cause now you you sound crazy. You have bills get paid. 
You can go sell a rainbow, make $2,000 plus in profit. It's going to take you two hours. You just work 20 hours a day. And right now your profit was $20. 2000 two hours, $20, 20 hours? Insane in the membrane to even put that together. That's not logical. No one's going to continue to do that unless this is the key to individuals getting to their goals and, and manifesting their dreams. It's funny. I, I became a rapper uh, uh, like two weeks ago. I dropped my single. First time. I got in the booth, put the ears on one take, and it is. And I said some good shit in there. I said, it makes sense. We're going to drop that shit. It's going to be crazy. You know I mean, but when I was in there, it's a line in there where I says, uh, I know the end from the beginning, like God, that's my part. And then I go on to say, you can speak shit that ain't there. Speak shit and it'll come here. Why? Because you got to have no faith. I don't even memorize because it's off the top of my head. But, but the end, fixated on when you win. Fixated on the fact that you came from the hood, backyard, Walmart fire, no money, no credit, no knowledge of the business. But your story is going to be told because you're in the end, you're going to win. You're going to make this man. So keep your mind on the end and all the shit in between. Understand, I guess that's part of the journey. So when you know you're going, when you see the end, it got to be clear as hell. You got to be able to see yourself on that stage. You got to be able to see yourself having unlimited income. You got to see yourself perfect credit. You got to see yourself, I mean, having relationships. And once that's fixated in your mind, that's why you got to sit your ass down in the corner sometime by your fucking self and visualize. That's the power. Your imagination is what we use for creation. So now I'm stuck on it. And in my imagination, if I see it, that means it can be. So I believe that. And now I start moving. My faith is through my works. I'm starting to do, I'm, go out every day. Every day. Listen to the people. They say that's shit salty. All right? I go adjust. That ain't good. And some people just talk. But go adjust. <laughs> go out every day. And man, every day sometimes seems so long. You don't get to choose when you win. You get to choose to do the work. And you get to have the dream. You get to imagine the dream and have the vision. You get that, that's yours. No one else's. And this is where it really, I'm going to say 90 plus percent get thrown off their horse. Your vision, your dream, no one else's. My mom is used to success. My father worked and did entrepreneur. He had a guaranteed job. Plus he had the entrepreneurship. But then you got to know who you are. I'm single-minded. If I go do the job, I'm going to be the best person at that job. I'm going to rise up the ranks and I'm going to be the CEO or whatever of that job. I'm going to be the manager. I'm going to come from the bottom and be the manager because I'm going to be the best at that. Mom, I can't do both. Me, not everybody's like that. My dad did both. Me, I'm single-minded. So guess what? We're going to burn the bridge. You're walking away from a career. You're either going to burn or you're going to make it. And we not burn it because I see it. We're going to make it. And you just need a support system. And the support system is also you. <laughs> it's in you. You got to hear you. You got to tell yourself, get the suck up, boy. Go do it. Make it happen. It's a voice in you. I always tell people, you're not alone, man. We all have a spirit. We're, we're spiritual beings. And there's a spirit in you that actually is the true you, the unlimited you, the one that can be perfect, to help you perform perfect. I call it the Emmanuel effect. It's when the God within takes over and all of a sudden you could do shit with effort at least. Uh, a, a Chinese proverb was a wee way to do without thinking. All this thing is like the God shit that's in all of us. You know what I mean? So... I know I seen it for us, but when mom tells you, 
you need to go do them carpentry like your dad. You need to go do this, this, that, and the other. That's pressure. And when you look at your finances, it makes sense. And then you need to go do this. Then you then go get your siblings too, your sisters. And there you go, Zoki, you trick. Are you out your mind selling them your little business, <laughs> them little Zogies? I mean, they're good, but you can't. You gotta have a real job and 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 do it. Now, mind you, all these people borrow. They don't borrow a couple of dollars. They won't borrow five thousand. They need ten thousand. Guess who's able to do that for them? Because I didn't listen to them. I'm not, listen, y'all don't understand what I see. If I achieve what I achieve, I'm going to be able to bless not only myself, but all of you guys are blessed because of me. Because I got a dream that I'm going to get to. Everyone's going to be blessed. And you know what? I do want you to support me. It feels better when you support me. But it's a lonely journey for the entrepreneur, the dream chaser. And you got to be willing to own that journey and be able to realize you can do it on your own because it came to you. You can do it. It's nothing like having help. It's nothing like having a credit. My wife, my daughter, you know what I mean? Great, you know, you know, help and everything, but you, you got friends, you got, you got whole, it's a lot of people around individuals and to be able to get through them telling you, are you crazy? Are you ridiculous? Bruh, you don't, you selling $5 hoagies. I mean, you're doing this, that, and the other. And now I'm, I'm trying to process that. You're right. But if I sell a hundred of them, that's five hundred dollars. And five hundred dollars, I can get to five hundred dollars. I can probably pay that. But don't wait behind because I used to make big money. I got big bills. How am I going to do it? But just keep working, keep working. Get up out here and just do it. Just grow. Sweat equity. You believe in sowing and reaping, don't you? You gotta reap what you sow. So why not reaping? It's a chance. You one, you two, you. I mean, but during the time it is some little successes. I got a. I manifested a damn of uh, trailer. Where you get that from? You ain't got no money. How you get in the trailer? The trailer's 20-something thousand. And you're working every day and all you accumulated was $4,000. How you going to get it? I'm going to get it. The guy wants his money because you lease it for a year. You got to be able to pay it off by the end of the year. And you got to have 20000 But you didn't put extra on it. So if we check, because they have extra. How you going to get it? I'm going to get it. No doubt. No. F- and guess what? I got it. I was able to get it, manifest that bread through my work ethic, through my wrestling, calling everyone. You said how many knows? Bro, this is an estimate, but I'm going to say 60, 70 people that I know that got it. You never know what they got. But in my mind, you, I, I talk with you. you. You know, when I used to do money, these people I lent money to, I've, you know, I help you out. Now I can't get it. Hey, look, I need 15000 I'll give you 20% back on it in a year. You need 20000 back. I got a pro. Zog, I called it Zogi's investment program. <laughs> I, did, I said, all you got to do is give me 15000 and I'm going to throw you 20% on that. 15000 20% on your money. You got to sit in the bank. It ain't doing shit. You, the bank can't beat me. 20000 20%. And I saw it over and over. And everybody's like, nah. How many people took you up on that nah. offer? Who went on the Zogi investment program? The initially, no one. But all it took was one. Who's and, the one? And the one was Chill Will. Chill Will. Chill, Chill Will. Will. I wrestled with Will growing up and everything. But Chill Will got a uh, Chill Will got a uh, a settlement. And when I was in the backyard with a Walmart fryer cooking, he knows me. He knows my work ethic from wrestling practice. He know I'm gonna go hard. I'm gonna figure it out. We gonna grind. And you know what he said to me? What did he say? He said, "Zoke, man, I'm gonna get this money one day. I'm gonna invest in you, dog. I see you. I see you grind. I know you are gonna make this work." reputation when you consistent in who you are the people will have faith in you some of them you know what i mean and that was somebody that said i know you're going to make it out. i will invest in you this that and the other but that was years before so i don't remember that until i had to 
I've called all those people, all those no's. And this is why I talk about being mindful. If I would have sat down long enough and meditated long enough, chill will would have popped in my head just like it did. But I was frantic, frantic, oh. frantic. Because God, man, I got to get this. Tri- if the God told the guy I was going to have it, I got to do it. So, and just like that, chill will. I said, chill will, did you ever get that money? He said, yeah, I'm zucking it up. I said, man, give me that bread, man. I'm going to throw you the 20% on it. Give that to me. Word, because I was messing all this money up. Just like that. And then I was able to go get something that seemed impossible because I couldn't go to the banks. I didn't have bank credit. I zucked it up not being able to pay nothing. You know what I mean? But the hood, people that know me, I've never zucked no one over. I ain't never burnt no bridge. I show love to everyone. So that's why he was willing to <laughs> throw that money, even though... <laughs> Let me say, take that back. I showed up to everyone, but everyone all of a sudden didn't have no money when it was time to listen. So imagine all those that could have invested in me. They would have made I wasn't going to let them make lifetime money off of me. It was 20, once the 20% is done. You know what I mean? I wasn't, wasn't going to give that up. I wasn't going to give up the, that type of equity in my business, but I was going to make sure they got paid for helping me. It wasn't, you didn't just help me. You you made some money, fam. You Your money made money off of me, off of my sweat. And I worked my ass off, but it was it's trying, man. I'm talking about you. You, I remodeled a house. Something plumbing things happened where I had uh, the ceiling opened up in the kitchen. The ceiling opened up the kitchen, and somehow there's a leak. I mean, here I am creating. Now this one I'm talking about is only a year ago, two years. Ago. I, I, I I developed a million dollar business, and I got a damn house with a hole in the in the ceiling. I, and my wife has to do a split when washing the dishes. A split while washing the dishes so she doesn't fall in the basement because the floor there is bad. Psychologically, do you know what that does to you when you look and see your family like that? And you know you work 130 plus hours every week. When I come in the house, I'm back on the gram. One of us now, I'm marketing. I'm doing things. I'm thinking of things. You know what I mean, my average sleep time is about 435. I'm back up 738. You know what I mean? Back to it every single day. I don't stop till 4 30. And I got to get family time in there. When I come in the house, at, like last night, one in the morning, my daughter's up. She wanted Harry Potter read. You know what I mean? And I, I told her two pages. I gave them 12 pages. I read 12 pages with my daughter last night. And they finished, they reading a chapter a damn day. They ended the Harry Potter thing. But I was able to get that little bit of time in while I was doing, you know what I mean? And then I went out on the couch, boom, gone. Until I woke up to a buzzer that says, hey, you got an interview, a podcast, what have you. But shit is hard as hell, especially if you're doing something from scratch. There's easier ways when you jump in someone else's lane, you know what I mean, that's already chopped the trees down there as a path for you, which I think that's a wise way to go. But if you dream chasing, you want to be a legend, you want to do that thing, you got to take on the mantle. It says count the costs before you begin to bend the house so that you don't have to stop in between. And I knew the cost of me trying to do something that wasn't there before creating something that never been, it ain't never been a fried hoagie. You know what I mean? And, and trying to put and market that and put that in the minds of people. I knew that was something that's going to be challenging, but I knew since it came to my mind, it was possible. So we just had to go through it. It's nothing like seeing <laughs> the results of something that was in your mind being made manifest, but going through the grind and now in that I'm willing to go through whatever it is, hear however many news, get laughed at, get joked on, but realize I'm going to win. There's no way I'm not going to win. And though you're laughing at me, although you think I'm crazy, me winning is going to help you. Me winning is going to blow you up because I'm going to give you a blueprint so that you don't even have to go through the hell I went through. You don't even have to suffer like I do, but there is no way around 
hard work when it comes to excellence. There's no way around it. Yeah, you know I mean, unless I always remember that, unless you are a very mindful person. Yeah. Because if you're mindful, you can do something right once, and it's done. You can do that forever. You know yeah, I mean, so it don't have to be forever, and I and I always will, will recognize that all this hard work thing is cool and dandy. We did that. We, you know what I mean, jump up early in the morning, ride here, ride there. That's all good. I'm the type since I was a real tiny athlete, real tiny. You know, I wish I was the size I am now. You know what I mean, but I was a tiny athlete. I always believed in I can outwork you. So I was, it was, it's, it's branding me to work hard, this, that, and the other. But over time, now I've learned a certain thing. You don't really have to do that type of sweat equity. You just got to know the right people and apply the right principles and do something right once and repeat it. And it's actually simpler. But you can, but the respect level when it comes to when they know you put that type of work in, it's totally different. When I look in the eyes of individuals that come to Zogies, entrepreneurs from all over the country fly in to come to Zogies to have a three minute conversation with me they just want to shake hands or rub shoulders with the energy because they know damn bro like you did that you're out here inspiring people man that's the purpose yeah one of the big things that i've been listening from what's been coming out of your mouth has been hard work and then also mindfulness a lot of things that pertain to things that happen within your mind before they even happen in real life. And I think in the beginning of your career, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you put in a lot of hard work. You just kept on grinding, 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 because if you thought you put in enough action, enough hours, you will produce the results. But as you matured as an entrepreneur, the more that you grew, you start realizing there's a balance. There's a balance between working very hard and then also working very smart and also utilizing what you have around you. And also, you know, you come from a sales background. You know, the way that you started off as a salesperson is not the way that you retired as a salesperson. You were much more articulate in the way that you were able to present, pitch, frame things in people's minds to make them believe, oh, that was the best vacuum. And in the same way, it's not like, oh, I gotta go make the sandwiches myself every single time. I gotta go drive up and down. Like before you were, you know, riding on your bike, delivering these sandwiches or whatever. And then now you're running a multi-million dollar business and you got other people working with you on your vision and you're a salesperson of a vision, right? You're a visionary. And I think that's just super amazing how you're able to transform the things from your mind into reality by putting the thought, the intention, the energy into it. And I think that's something that a lot of people they can learn because in the beginning, you can think as much as you possibly want, but unless you put some action to it in the beginning, you got to put in that sweat equity because you know nobody and you have no experience. But until you get a little bit something of value like that experience, then you can leverage it and start using your connections, You know the people who have seen your hard work. And then they will start investing into you and all of a sudden you're on a rocket ship. So it sounds like your growth was kind of parabolic, you know, it's not linear, but it's exponential. Would you say so? Yes. Every year, the, the, um, the interview yesterday with the franchise, uh, company, his question was, what's your profit margin or, you know, what are you doing? From my first year, every single year I've been in business, we've increased couple hundred thousand 
every single year and then the pandemic the pandemic we super skyrocket when i really went over on the deep end of something in my mind i said i'm going to sell $100 hoagies from my food truck it started out with a, a $18 a $50 a $18 one i did a video on instagram facebook thousands hundreds of thousands of people watched it they loved it this $18 crab and shrimp zogi never sold not that much so then i created the triple c monster was first it was $50 put the video out i said i'm putting a 50 i said what you know you, you I always throw you know even though i shouldn't but i, I always throw out the, the teasers let people know $50 and what i put that video out the people came from all over the place for this Triple Z Monster. But they came with $10, $15 in their hand because it's a food truck. And I was like, no, when they got there, because it wasn't online, the prices. So they got the truck, they see it. And they be like, <laughs> they like, damn. They traveled there. $50 for a fucking sandwich. They start, they start downplaying everything from a fucking food truck. I mean, I can understand if it was a five-star restaurant or this, that, and the other day. So you're crazy, bro. There's such a people from selling. And I did it while I was in my hometown. A town they said I could never be able to make millions of dollars in my hometown. Would never be able to be successful because Selma is an impoverished area. This, that, and the other. You can't do it. So that's one of my prides and joy. I was in Salem that I came up with the monster menu. And soon as they said nobody will, they cussed and carried on. Here came a person in line. I'll have the triple C monster. $50. Bing! One time means I can do a million of them. All you got to do is be successful once. It was my dream. It was a thought. $50. It's not real until one is bought. First one's bought. Thousands and thousands of them sold. Oh and gosh. I took pictures of every single person that, that, that bought one for all those haters, mm -hmm. all those that don't believe. But I love you haters because you really, really want to do more in life. But your belief level, you, you got dumpster juice beliefs. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be excellent so that you can understand you can do way beyond what you think you can. So I did that. And, man, it was crazy. So as soon as they sold the 50 one, you know my mindset, why I get a $100 one? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Why did they get a hollow dollar? So a customer uh, calls because I didn't know it was fifty. He said, "Well." That that's crab, shrimp, and lobster. You know, our, our staff is looking to probably come down and get some of those. Uh, how much? You know, if you add fish. I said, hmm. um, um, I think I was like, maybe like fifty-five. <laughs> I made that up on the spot, like fifty-five. They never came because that was the first time he saw the price. They never came, and I sat there after that. I said, 55. I'm putting, I'm gonna put a pound of fish on that $60. And it became, I'm gonna call this oh, the Zoch Ness Monster. Everyone thinks the Loch Ness Monster is a myth. No, it ain't, because I kill them other suckers every day. It got zish, zrip, zrap, and hand picked lobster. Oh, my God, only for a mobster. The Zoch Ness Monster has people traveling from all over the country to bait $60 at a little ass, beat up little food trailer. And it's amazing. And basically, that was in the pandemic where everything is over. Everything's being closed down. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's afraid. People are in the houses. They said, there's a guy selling $60 hoagies. Let's go. And they pulled their asses up to my hometown to where they overwhelmed the Sunoco. The parking lot is litty. And they were like, now... 
get him. He's going to bring Corona to Salem. He got people from New York here. He got people from Virginia. And his New York cases is crazy. He, that was the, the, the Indian guy there. He was like, you know, don't bring the New York people here. Man, you're taking all the stimulus money, man. This is yeah, crazy. They, all the stimulus money was. All the stimulus what? money was flowing into Zogies. Coming to Zogies. I said, yo, where's. I said, I said, bro, I started doing the math. I said, I said, it's five, six thousand. I said, like, damn, we on like a $3 million piece. Shit. <laughs> I knew it. And it <laughs> was crazy as man. Now, on this journey, you know, like I said, as long as you're working and going, I don't believe in luck. No matter as long as you're pressed, you're going to reap what you sow. People in places, things. I call it divine uh, intervention, divine providence. People, place, things come out of nowhere. That And, and all of a sudden, here's a connect that makes things. Like you said, I did everything. Right now, I'm here. Zogies is popping right now. I'm over here. I mean, I don't have to go to Zogies. I don't have to be there. The, the business is automated right now. You know what I mean? Uh, I go just out of appreciation, and I know a lot of people want to talk to me. So I go to show my appreciation. Thank you. You know what I mean? Just that and the other. But that's a good feeling. Be like, hey, I can go my phone, and, and, and I, got to, I got to get a new uh, screen TV. Make sure you get an all-weather TV when you're messing with a food truck. The heat is tremendous. I done blew two TVs, and the, the goal is the. I mean, I got the TVs on there, so whenever there's a crowd there, I can pop in on this flat on the screen and zoom into the crowd. And even if I'm not there, I can still be there. But man, so sixty dollars. People from all over the country coming that during a pandemic, a time where where people are afraid, people are are going through. But the stimuli money came to Zogies, and I was able to pay off another debt that was created to help me save a house. I had my home, I think, they went to tax sale. Like I said, I couldn't pay shit. It went to tax sale. And to get it paid, it was a $3,844,000 bill that's now like like 18000 And the guy bought it. So he's getting ready to take this shit. And some guy, again, mindful to remember, somebody had walked by the truck said, man, if you're going big, I'll invest in you. I called him Captain Cage. He was a little Caucasian guy with a beard. And I called him Captain Caveman. And that's only our interaction. I give him attention when he comes to Zogies and this, that, and the other. And I think his uh, sister or something had emailed me one day. said, yeah, my, my, my cousin said, he'll invest in you if you ever needed something. Well, what happened was we suffered a drive-by. We're doing amazing in Pennsville, New Jersey. Uh, it's sad to say, I mean, you have different races and cultures out there. I believe in love. And love is, is, is pure love, uh, encompasses and, and welcomes all. But unfortunately, that's not with everyone. That's not with everyone. So I'm in a new uh, city. We're blowing up. We're on Fox 29, PHL 70, Channel 6 News, Channel 3 News. The world is saying, I'm trending with Trump. This is 2017. I'm trending with Trump. And it, it was an amazing thing. And it, uh, it took just two guys void of understanding, full of hate, to do a drive-by on my business that is on a million-dollar piece. I don't went backwards. I was way up here, but I just went back to 2017. And uh, the fact that I was busting my ass, showing love to everyone, everyone's laughing. You know, you come to Zogies, everyone's... I was full-time entertainer, man, and, and, and giving people food. And they're coming from everywhere, from the, the news uh, postings. And these guys did a drive-by. And then... The fact that after a drive-by that I have to experience lies, I've busted my tail at this time for five straight years, and I knew I had it written in my business plan that I will be on TV, I will be, you know, in a newspaper. Zogies will be known nationwide. I've wrote this down, so here it is. It's now manifesting, and after two, three months of that experience, bow. And then they went through my hometown and shot two brothers. Bow, bow. 
over it. I, I wasn't at the truck. It put a hole right through the truck. Missed my brother-in-law's head by this oh much. By this much. So I tell my wife, I said, wow, all this work. It was like all this I did. And overnight, they're going to take it from me. Overnight, one bullet is going to take my work. And I, you got decisions to make. It's like, a, what are you going to do? Allow fear now, because it's dangerous. Look, you can't even stand out there, man. You're out in the open all the time, and you're an easy target. And I said, nah, wait till they get a load of me. I said, I know the news come up. I was selfish at first. I called my, my brother-in-law. Called, I said, did you call the cops? Because I did. I knew if they called the cops, it's over, man. It's going to be all over the news. And I'm Chef Zone. We're just already all over the news. So they're going to... Uh, and he told me, yeah, he was shook up. I mean, he hurt... <laughs> Right past his head. They tried to give him a headshot. They shot the other two, so obviously they weren't trying to miss. And kill somebody at a, at a business, guess what happens? That business is done. That's done. It's just the people that don't want that thought. And can you imagine the news calls immediately? You're going to come on our show? Fox 29 Live. Friend to our show, shot. You know what I mean? And then they start talking. Armor, piston, bullets. They start making this. They love negative. They start talking about how the bullets are armor piercing and did it. And I got on live in front of where I said, wait to get a load of me. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. I don't know. It must have been some little kids playing around. I don't know. That's not funny. This, that, that. But all I know, you need to come to Zogies. <laughs> you need to come to Zogies. <laughs> and at the time, I said, I said, make sure Zogie Fuel is up. Got to have merch or someone. I said, you got to go to ZogieFuel.com. And, and part of the thing is like, you're not to really advertise on, on them, but you're live though. Right? So I kind of violated. I was like, because uh, they was violating me with all this negativity. Like, oh my gosh, don't you, don't your daughter be on that truck? I said, um, she wasn't. I mean, but doesn't she like, man, I could, we don't operate in what could have. That didn't happen. And right now I got a hole in my truck. I am thankful. I don't have any holes in me. I'm blessed not to have holes in me. So right now, all we know is that we're going to continue to pursue our dreams. Because one thing I know, if you allow fear to creep up on you, your dreams are going to, I said something I ain't like saying. I said, your dreams are going to cause you to be paralyzed, like a paraplegia, something like that. I said, I said, why did I say? I shouldn't have said paraplegia, but they knew what I was trying to get to. Like, I'm done. I'm frozen. And uh, the dream is going to die right here if I allowed fear. So, no. So, I talked to the people. I said, so, basically, if you want some peace, you want some faith, you want some courage, come get some of what the creator created. And you might get a little bit in you. You know what I mean? Come on down to Zogies, this, that, and that. And Deuce said, the interview, he said, damn, I feel like saying amen. But no, really, really, that is scary, bro. Like, do you know any reason why anyone would shoot? I said, man, do you see me? This is who I am. So this, do you want to shoot me for showing you love and trying to inspire you? Do you want to shoot me? I don't know who did that. I so love. So I'm not afraid to go again because I know I don't post to get that. That's some Zool shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I continued to interview. I did nothing, but I never even addressed it. All I talked about positivity, this, that, and the other. Zucked their minds up. I go back to Zogi's. Zogi's opens at 11. That's the early morning live show. Gets there at 11. A couple people. <laughs> now, mind you, it's it been lit every day. Crowds. 300 people. Uh, I'm going to say throughout that day, like 20-something people came. I said, huh, okay. We're going to still be open. Maybe we're going to grind. And every day, it was less and less and less and now people start coming to me i started hearing why you're a drug dealer that was your cover that's why they shot at you 
No, and, that, and it was your hood that is is my hood shot at me, and this, that, and the other. And uh, the cops were there the, the, the day before, and they were saying, "Yo, um, they actually have reports. People on here saying you're dead. You need to do a live or do a live and tell people you're not dead." So I get on there. Oh my God, oh. Chef Zogi is alive, y'all. The truck got shot. I'm good. Everything's great and everything. But whoever did this, whoever out there, I'm telling you now. You are going to get caught because you see these officers behind me. They don't eat donuts. They eat zogies. So they got the proper fluid and nutrition. They're going to find you. And the cops go hysterical behind me. They, they think it's funny as hell. And they're like, oh, they said, bro, we're going to catch them, dog. Two months later, the cameras caught the drive-by car. When they went to Salem and shot another brother, when they saw his back, they got the car going by. Wind up being, not to say, two hillbilly white boys basically get out of our town. You know what I mean? That's what it was the instead of get out of our town. You, your, your, your happiness and joy you're bringing is hurting our eyes. Get out. Basically, that was that was about. And they got caught, uh, sentenced to five years, one probation, didn't do nine months. And through the time, at that time, I wasn't organized completely with my business, whatever, but I never signed a complaint. I never pursued them. I never did. It took everything in me to be able to keep Zogies alive. Every day I had to be focused on trying to be here. And the cops, I saw a cop later. He said, man, maybe next, not that it'd be a next time. Maybe you might not want to be so positive, bro. Like, like that was a real, real shit. You know I mean, I said, yeah. And the real shit was my livelihood, my dream. And what's crazy is everybody would walk up to me for the next two, three years and say, hey, you still getting shot at? You're the guy that got shot at. You're the Zogies business, right? Shot at. Remember, I was known for the guy, creative, loving, that created the fry hoagie. First words, you're the guy that got shot at. I said, I will not be a one-hit wonder. And fast back forward to the pandemic, before the pandemic, it took three years of more hell. <laughs> more hell, like losing, getting ready to lose the house, where Captain Caveman, I jumped on over the story, Captain Caveman looked me in the eye, and gave me $12,000. I'd never met him before, except he came and got something at Zogie's. He gave me $12,000 and looked me in my eyes and said, I believe in you, chef. And remember, I talk about my own belief, but when someone else believes in you, that's even that much more. And this man gave me that $12,000. Yeah, you know I mean, because I have spent every dime I got after that shooting, I wind up building an outdoor enclosure, outdoor uh, restaurant. Connected to a food truck, never heard of before. It was sexy. You walk down the aisle, the, 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 the furniture was plush. Everything I had, I put into it. I said, you build it, they'll come. Ah, bruh. Woo, you guys, Zogas be open all day. Two customers, and I built all this, put all my money out, this, that, and the other. And my man gave me the 12000 In my mind, no way I'm not going to be able to pay that back within that year. And that was one of the first times I, I I couldn't. I paid him everything I had, and I wound up getting a deal at a bar. And he would come in to get food, but he's coming to collect some money. <laughs> and I mean, but what he was saying, like, I got, I'll take him a little $200 out of the cash register, you know, unorganized, I'll just give it to him. You know I mean, and he'd be like, Chef, don't worry about it. If you ain't got it, you ain't got to get it. And that man really, 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 uh, really touched my heart when it came down like no matter what I had I gave it to him he said chef you're the hardest worker I've ever seen bro you're going to make it chef yeah. I know that but sometimes you hear that from somebody you're like damn and when 
Zogies kicked off with the monsters during that pandemic, and I had the bread, and I called him. I think I owed him like 5,000 more. And he's like, you can do that? You can do that. I said, I told you, bro, but I appreciate your patience with me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You helped me save my house, but you also helped me, you know I mean, continue on the faith that I had without extra pressure. I already had pressure of the bills, but for you to do that, you don't even know me, man. That was crazy, but that was a, a that was a testament to my work ethic. He saw the work ethic, and he believed and trusted that. He didn't know the guy, mm-hmm. but he knew that guy had to be something, and he gave his own our money to me. And I know his wife probably didn't think that was popular to do. She was on him. Yeah, I mean, are you crazy? He's gonna get him. And but we was able to take care of all that, man. And, and yeah, the story is crazy. I don't want to talk your heads off, even though we're in this interview. But man, it, it, it's I'm made up of so many different parts. I've been through so much hell, so much struggle, man. To to go from making that type of money to having nothing, that you have to put yourself in such a mind frame that that end that you get to is worth it. Yeah. And if you don't put your mind on the end and don't believe that goal is big enough, that it's worth it. I do understand you won't go through it because it doesn't even yeah. make sense to go through it. It wasn't logical to do that shit. You're not making money, bro. You got money you can go get over there. Yeah. And it was not logical, but you can make the... It was, not about, the mo- it was not about the money. It wasn't about the money. It's about the legacy because I know if I achieve that. Yeah. Now, when I step on stages, I have easy excellence. I'm going to be able to give people a blueprint of how to get through the hell and get to your dream. I got a blueprint. I was mindful when I went through it so I can write it all down. I was mindful. And now when I go on, I'm leaving something in this world. I was an asset to the world. I left something that is known, Zogies. And not only Zogies is the food, but Zogies is a whole atmosphere. You go to Zogies, you should get good-ass energy. You're going through the hell that the world got going on. Yeah. Energy at Zogies can change, and I feel that's one of the draws. Two people come to feel good. Yeah. Like, damn. They, so I'm associated with an emotional, positive feeling. Feeling good. Having fun and smiling, even though you're going hell at home, going to go get something to eat, it's going to change yeah. my mood, and that and that that makes me feel good. I, I really feel feel great about that. But this is still just the beginning because the manifestation, the the, the dream was me impacting millions. You know what yeah. I mean? My favorite part of your story was when the news reporters are just attacking you, trying to draw all this negativity out and trying to make you somebody that you're not. But one of the big things that really resonated with me was you stuck to your identity. You knew who you were, what the brand you want to portray, what the purpose and mission of Zogies was. It was not to make a hell ton of money because if you wanted to make a lot of money right then and there, you go sell your vacuum cleaners. You go back to the streets and you do what you know how, what to do, how to do, but that's not going to challenge you to grow to be who you want to be because you started with that end in mind and you saw that vision and your identity told you that you're not a quitter. Your identity always reaffirmed that you're a super positive person that wants to share this love, this energy, and everything that you've learned, known, and grown to other people and give. And it's just like, even when other people were trying to drag you down, you didn't let them drag you down because you knew who you were. And mm-hmm. even when you're like, I'll hear on this podcast show, you don't know us. And I feel like we know you yeah. so well <laughs> because you portray yourself. And it's just like, you're just... One person, the same person that you are out here, you sound like you're the same person back at home to the same person you are with your staff behind the doors in your whatever meetings. You're just one symmetrical identity. And I think that 
that's one of the things that makes you such an effective leader, right? Can you talk to us a little bit about like your leadership style and why do all these people in your food trucks? I know food is a hard industry, right? There's a lot of cash going in and there's could be some people who are just in it for the wrong reasons, but like how do you lead these people to believe in your business and support you? Because we're not talking about the customers now. We're talking about your staff, right? Because they make you who you are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and there's nothing like the support of staff. Your team is everything, you know what I mean? Unless you're going to be an owner-operator. And uh, my natural makeup is like will be an owner-operator because I could depend on me. I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to serve them with everything. That next step of delegation for elevation. And also giving opportunity to others. Says Zog, you create Zogies. You give others individuals opportunity to earn income to take care of their families. So we've been able to hire people from all walks of life and everything, all races, all. But most of them are straight out of prison or or, or, are going through hell in life, and they've had opportunity to come and make decent money. As Zogies, it's not a food truck on a planet that has people making twenty five and thirty dollars an hour when they're getting their overtime and, and tips and everything. That's thirty plus dollars an hour at a food truck, and that's multiple people grabbing that. You know, what I mean, you know, eighteen dollars an hour or whatever. But with all these incentives involved, it's crazy. But I, I learned when it comes to staff and leading people and everything, the thing that separates or makes me who I am, even as we're talking now, is love. Is love. I generally love every person that I come in contact with. It ain't just because you're my staff. It's not just because you were a stranger. A person that wants friends must first show himself friendly. I was friendly to you guys when I walked in because I wanted friends. You know what I mean? So that takes an energy, an energy of love. And then when it comes to love, just say this. You offered me something to drink, brother. You're a stranger. Was a stranger, right? I was a stranger to you. You might have seen me on the gram and everything, but this right here takes trust. You put that ice in here, put this, that, and the other. I had to show trust to take this. And when friendships are formed, it's a give and take. It's a sharing. So you share it with me. For me to deny what you want to share with me actually can show signs of distrust. Mm. You know what That's I mean? good. You know what I mean? But I trust you. And that was one of the big things, too. In my sales career, I always received whatever they offered. You know what I mean? Because I want you to trust me because what I'm going to give you is going to upgrade you. you know I mean, I make money doing it, but if it doesn't upgrade you and it doesn't make sense, I'm walking out. You know what I mean? So dealing with my staff, this is when it comes to business, I've, I've learned hard lessons and, and it's challenging. I understand as far as business wise to grow my business. I more so will have to hire an in-between guy, a manager, that does not actually operate how I do. I have a manager that's going to see you do wrong, mandate, correct you, and if you continue, fire you. Unfortunately, me, I love you. I want you to do well. I want you to be in this business and be here where you can run your own truck. I know this opportunity. I know your background. They're not going to give it to you. You're not going to, but if you just understand excellence and work hard, you can have your own Zogi truck. I'm still putting the foundations together and things that so that it'll be sweet for you to do. But right now, learn the ins and outs of the business. I'm not hiding anything from you. I'm giving you everything. So 
I build great relationships with them in the sense that they know I love them, this, that, and the other. But if switch on the other end, if their intentions are not cool, they can try to take advantage of you because of your love. Yeah. And I've suffered that in a sense where, you know what I mean, that one year, uh, celebrate. You did a million plus in business. Yeah. But you was robbed for over $100,000. Yeah. Wow. And that's and leadership also is called taking responsibility. I took responsibility for that loss and not fire, not one person. Number one, I didn't catch you red-handed. And number two, I knew better. I should have been monitoring my money, checks and balance sheets. You know what I mean? So my... My strength is my my outgoing, charismatic personality. I can go do, go, go. And it's best for me to stay doing that. The numbers and the paperwork is not natural for me to want to do that. But it has to be as a businessman. I mean, and if you're not, you got to hire the individual that's going to do that and, and make sure you're knowledgeable of it so they don't get you too. But I post a bin. Uh, they say, honor your mother and parents so that your days will be longer, right? So my mom told me from year one, they're taking your money. And I learned from some millionaires in my rainbow business. They said, people rob us all the time. We don't pay attention to that. We make sure we focus on making the big dollar. The little money that they, they don't wait. So I kind of listened to that time and it kind of was in my mind like, yeah. I don't care they're taking 15 $20. I don't care about it. That's in my mind. You'll take 15 20 $30. Yeah, that- 100000 What the fuck? Hold up. That's embezzlement. What the? <laughs> oh, I'm like, baby, we are killing. But we still in the hood. I ain't got no money, really. I mean, well, you're paying these cats, and they in the mad overtime, making $1,800 in a week on a food truck. Maybe you need to adjust it, but I'm happy. I'm like, oh, I can say that. Look, I'm the only person ever. I got people make 1700 when they work in overtime, 1800 and a week at a food truck. And I'm not the only one. Another one made 1200 Another one made 1000 And I'm like, that's expensive, but it still should be mad money. Ah. Oh. It's hot as hell in them food trucks, dog. Food truck life is hard. The, the restaurant business is hard. And leading, you know I mean, you give individuals a blueprint. You show them how to do it, and then you trust them to do it. Well, <laughs> and the reason I found out that I got hit for the 100000 was a leader that owns two restaurants, a food truck, and three car lots out here. It was one of my best relationships when it came to me renting out a lot. I mean, this guy says, he said, bro, that dude over there sold his He's taking your money. And this is his first day out there. Just look, I'm like, man, what you talking about? He said, man, he said, bro, you see this crowd out here? They in there humping. Because, I mean, it's hard work. You come to Zogies, you're going to earn that shit. It's, it's crowd out here, man. Yeah. It's packed. And it's 100 degrees. Yeah. And in there, 120. It's crazy. And so he said, so you think that because you paid them a decent wage and because you... Uh, show them love and this, that, and so you think they're not robbing you. How do you keep your books? <laughs> he, he challenged me because I actually was being half, I was being poop juice when it came to that. I was being poop juice. I wasn't organized with my business. And I, but we got shit load of money coming in every day. <laughs> Something like five, six, seven thousand dollars sitting there in cash. All right, I'll come take the big bills. But it's still mad bread there throughout the day. So if you take two or three hundred and I only ask for the big bills and I deposit that. You know how much that adds up to? They're taking two, three hundred every day. And if it becomes a team effort and they're all taking a little hundred, it's that that adds up crazy where you start going, amount of money deposited for the month of January, amount of money uh, received. Difference, $6,000. What? Amount in the next month you do the... 
eleven thousand dollars. Just getting robbed. I was like blind. I'm like, are you kidding me? And and then just imagine what's going on yeah. in me emotionally, because now I'm facing the facts. I'm going to the numbers, which is going to tell me the truth. And sometimes you don't want to know the truth, because I love you too much for you to do this to me, man. And I'm with you every day, and. I went and it just added up and added up and I said, wow. But the guy said, so you're out here talking to all these people. I'm doing what I do, entertaining, showing my appreciation. They're in there work, working. He said, you think they feel like he out there doing all this? We're doing the work. You don't think that's not the attitude? I said, it shouldn't be. He said, trust me. And that's when I wind up checking and got uh, smacked in my face. But from that moment, from that L was a learning lesson that I did already know. I knew better. I got cameras all throughout the trucks now. Every day, in, in between shift change, they have to, you know what I mean, balance the thing, and everything has to be perfect, or it's coming from your tips. I mean, you're not tip workers anyway. People want to, they want our business to do well, so they come tip crazy, and I let you have those on top of your hourly wage, but this is not, I don't, this is not guaranteed to you. I don't have to do that legally. You know what I mean? And uh, one time, maybe after that, <laughs> jokers, <laughs> um, the damn um, numbers came short. And they had tips, hundreds of dollars. I said, well, here's your tips. It was like six, seven dollars. Because this part is what my drawer was missing. See their face. I said, wow. People don't care about me or what it is. They only care when it affects them. That was money straight from their pocket and their whole demeanors. Completely changed. Completely. I said, see, that's why I got to touch your pockets. I said, Mr. Love or Double is not working well for this business. I, I need to hire an enforcer. <laughs> I need yeah. to hire an enforcer. My brother, somebody like that, that is not, he's not going to care for you like that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to separate myself and going forward and getting into the the, uh, the uh, franchise uh, model and everything. It's going to be a different form where I'll be more naturally able to, you know, look over businesses that's already managed and things such as that, where I can come in and, you know, help inspire, teach and doing like that, but are not required to help regulate things. But all the individuals I've had all my years, they all... Love, if they ever worked at Zogies, they're begging me right now. If they're not there now, they're all, I miss you. I'm this, that, and the other. But they, if you're not there, you know you burnt that bridge like a thousand times. And some of them, I still feel bad for you. You know, I know you did me wrong, but I still feel bad. Like, damn, what's the name? But leadership is, is going out and doing it. I, I, I'd rather, it used to be, I, I always was on a truck doing it myself and showing you the way. I love that. I don't like to tell you when I, when I was in Rainbow, even though I had my own office of 30 employees, I still went into the field. So come with me and I'll show you the way instead of telling you to go do it. I'll show you. Overall, that's my natural thing. I'd rather be like uh, Achilles. <laughs> I mean, the king is out there. Sure thing, but the people respected Achilles because Achilles was the warrior. I mean, so I always wanted to be the warrior. So I'm going to show you, man. I go out there and I'm ready to go into war with you. Mm-hmm. But to grow in business, to go to the next heights, next levels, you got to own the business. Yeah. And you can't be working in the business. So I understood that. So I moved away from working in the business, that and the other. Things I do, I just do just because, what have you. But now we're, we're starting to build the relationships and, and the co- collaborations that's necessary for us to have that conjecture that's going to go through the, to the moon. To the to moon. The moon to the moon with it, baby. But oh my Zion will work on my storytelling song. Talk so long with every door and answer. <laughs> Get to the point. You got any last remarks, Josh, before we wrap it up? Um, is there is there anything you could tell, I guess, a starting entrepreneur that if they like looking back, you starting back in twenty fourteen, that like something you wish that you knew that you could tell people starting in your position don't 
be big-headed and prideful. Ask for help. Ask for help. Look for those who are doing it big and go up under them. Lose your pride. DM them. Say, hey, I want to be on your team. I want to be your understudy. I'm an entrepreneur. You're doing it. what I want to do. Please show me the way. Because my crazy ass said, I'm going to learn it through the hard knock life. You know what I mean? And I did it. And the streets respect it. But it was an easier way, Zo. You didn't have to do it that way. You know what I mean? It's done now. It's part of what it is. But go ask for help and make sure you count the cost because they're going to tell you the truth. When you go talk to the ones that's doing it, they're not going to give you the cookie cutter. They're going to tell you, oh, yeah, this is going to require 130 hours. Yeah, you're going to miss uh, that bridal shot. You're going to miss that wedding. You're going to miss that over there if you want to do it on a level. Now, if you want to be half-assed, Ah, you, you can go to everything. But if you want to be excellent, you want to be the best, you're going to have to sacrifice. I need you to count the cost. Look at the whole picture. This is what it is. You're not going to have this. You're not going to have money forever. Can you survive not having money forever? Take consideration. You got a family. You got responsibilities. It's going to zuck with your mind if you try to do something entrepreneurially and you can't take care of your family. It's going to make you stop in between. So maybe you shouldn't start. So let's count this cause first, understand who is with you, are they willing to go through that war with you? Because if you do, you, a lot of individuals get into these wars and the families break up because you're iron, but before you jumped in, you didn't get the agreements that they're willing to. But if it's big enough, then some people want to pay that price, let the family go and get it and, and hopefully start another one. But the most important thing, ask for help, seek out those who are doing what you do and get the blueprint. The blueprints are out there. It's, someone's already done it. You know what I mean? I mean, they might didn't create the fried hoagie, but if they did something already. <laughs> they've done something, and that's where I'm at with it now. So basically, I'm moving actually to be that person. I'm moving into the consultant world so I can help that person not go through the hell I went through. That was hell, man. Yeah. It was not pretty. It was not sweet. Sacrifice is crazy, but it's necessary in certain fashions. But most of it, can be avoided if you have the right direction, right to it. So I do believe in coaching. I do believe in consulting. I do believe in uh, following blueprints. I also believe that (laughs) you can actually search it out yourself too. But a lot of times people like to have that hands-on thing. So that's really, I I tell the individual uh, that's starting out, go read Easy Excellence. Go to Zogies.com and you can uh, grab the book Easy Excellence. It's on pre-sale right now, 20% off. We're a month away from launching? A month month away from launching. Yeah, uh, November first, November November first. So, and, and you know me, me uh, I have information that can change your life in a moment. In the book, uh, this book is actually out of the ordinary price. It's fifty dollars. I mean, those individuals that get it now, it's twenty percent off, so it's forty dollars, right? But again, fifty dollars for a book. This could be like a thousand x return. Thousands of x return, man. Like just getting to grasp the first story in the damn book, and I mean, and, and grasping the, the the mindset right there is enough to change your life in fifty bucks. And like you said, I got hoagies that's one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean, you eat that hoagie, it's gonna be in your body for you know I mean a day or two, but that shit gonna come out the same way it went in. No, not not the same way it went in. Gonna come out the other way. I mean, we don't throw up hoagies. They gonna be like. They ain't gonna let that come out of that way, but you know I mean, but you gonna go to Zafram's, I damn it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, but and that's gone. That was about fifty for this experience. This book, easy excellence. You don't want to, yo. It's a yo, lifetime. Yo, I'm trying to say you had this for a lifetime, and not to say it this way, but a lot of you stank. You smell like poop, <laughs> poop juice. Why? Because you're 
performing average. You're being average and you're below. And that's what everyone is. Separate yourself because you was born to be separated. Choose the excellent life. Choose the grind. Choose the sacrifice. You know what I mean? And go from poop juice to excellence in whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter what the field. It doesn't matter real estate. It doesn't matter if you are an investor. If you grab the information and do, you will reap what you sow. And you will find out it's a better ways out here than the highway, the hard way. Now I'm making shit up freestyling A. <laughs> nah, but really, appreciate. Uh, this is the end. This is the wrap. Yeah, man. Tell the audience where they can find yeah, you, where? follow you, where they can so, find your book. Zogies.com. That's where they can get your book. Yeah. Where, where can they get that $150 sandwich? Oh, my Zod. He's talking about the $150 sandwich called Zodzilla. It's more than a filler. It's a shitload of Zobster, a shitload of Zrab, a shitload of of zish like you never had it's amazing baby zockness monsters all these creations are taking over the nation you can follow zogies at instagram on instagram at zogies on facebook at zogies you can go to zogies.com and grab easy excellence you can also go to zogies.com and grab some seasoning i know you're on the other side of the world but you can have a taste that's thorough oh my zuck and zosh we got see what you mean seasoning and if you put it on and bite it you'll see what i mean and then we got what the cluck and when you bite it you be like, what the? F-? This shit's amazing, man. It's different. It's unique. You ought to come get Zogies because after you once, you'll repeat. And guess what? I love what my girl Chef Red says. We Zogies and we give you more than a hoagie. Remember, Zogies.com and follow me. I think you may be entertained. But if you get that food, gonna go straight to your brain. They all smooth. Not geniuses, but they about to be upgrade. Because they came to Zogies on fry hoagies. Chicken fish and follow me, BJJJs. I appreciate y'all having me here today, day, day. Zodzam. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> good job, bro. Yeah, that was awesome. Damn. Yeah, that was a good session. <laughs>